Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So I want to talk to you tonight about uh, courage. We're in a series called Courage, and this is our third night. Michael spoke on that last week, and I appreciated him coming in. And um, the words courage and courageous appear over 25 times uh, in the Word of God, and the Word goes so far as to emphasize what I want to use as my title, and that is the necessity of courage, the necessity of courage. And the Bible really emphasizes over and over and again throughout stories, throughout the Word of God, courage and the necessity of it in, um, in, in all of these stories throughout the Word of God. And we're going to take one of those and use it just a little bit here tonight. But uh, we see its, its necessity highlighted in such passages such as Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 7, and I want to read that for you. And it goes as this, it says, why don't, y'all want to read it all together? Let's do a group reading. Can we do that? So here we go. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. You like King James Version will chunk up a whithersoever on you quick. So that passage shows the absolute necessity of courage, and I want to show you that in this text. And it kind of shows the necessity of courage in two ways, and I want to pull that out of this text. Number one is for fighting life's battles. You you need courage to help you in fighting life's battles, and there's not a person in this room tonight that is not in some form of battle it's some season in your life. Maybe that's, that's you tonight or maybe it has been you in, in the last year or so or four or five years or whatever. You fought a battle somewhere in your life, a life battle. And courage is necessary for, for coming when you come up against life's hardest battles. And Joshua and the Israelites, and I know you guys know all these stories, but it's kind of the, the beauty of Wednesday night teaching. We get to go into the, some of those stories from the Word of God and kind of amplify those And they were about to cross the Jordan River. And it's a crucial moment, and we've preached about that a number of times from different thoughts. But they were about to possess uh, the promised land, and this is kind of that final moment. And and I mentioned this here recently when we talked about courage. And and God said, Joshua, it's going to take courage to get that job done. You're going to need courage. And we we, we read it. You're going to need that. You're going to need to be courageous If you're going to get the job done, if you're going to finish the task and you're going to finish well, you're going to have to have courage because God knew what they were going to face. And I believe God, in knowing the things that we're going to face in life and in our tomorrows, is compelling all of us to make sure we keep courage on board in our life 
to combat against the fierce, brutal, heathen tribes who inhabited the land of Canaan. You're going to need courage when you step into that environment. In like manner, every one of us has battles to fight in life. And when I say that, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be a Christian, and there are blessings to being a Christian, and I love being a Christian, and I often say I wouldn't want to do life without being a Christian. Can I get an amen? I'm just glad I know Jesus, and I'm glad I get to serve Jesus Christ. And, and, I, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm proud to be a Christian. I, I wouldn't want to be anything else, and I wouldn't want to do life without Jesus on board. But we, we hear about all the wondrous things about being a Christian, and their blessings galore in living for the Lord, and we all know that. But there are also battles to fight. I mean, just battle. And sometimes those battles are in as intense as you can possibly imagine. You come against some intense, intense things. And uh, I think that was one of the, the, the good things for Dean and I, just to kind of take a break, a little sila, back away from things, and just for a few days, just breathe. Just breathe. Because just in battles, in life, in battles, in spiritual warfare and, and stuff. I was, with, um, I was with Billy Bohannon the weekend before we left. We, uh, on Sunday, um, we went to Jason's Deli after Sunday, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Billy went with us. And I said, dude, I just need to get out of time. I'm so tired, dude. I'm, just, I'm, just, I don't, I'm not one to just always be a whiner, but I'm just tired. And he said, you've been tired. You've been tired since... Uh, since Freedom Conference, haven't you? And I said, yeah. He said, it, it, the spiritual warfare just takes something out of you. And I'm telling you, just just saturated. Just, just, and I just needed a breather. My wife took a picture of me, a before and after picture. I was good looking in both pictures. <laughs> when you have the mic, you can say things like that that are not true probably, huh? But the before picture, I was, man, and she showed me a picture about four days later, and she said, see how tired? I've been telling you how tired you were. You just, you just get weary in life sometimes. And, and it happens all, and, and not only weary in body, but weary in the battles and the things that come against us and the, the things that we face. And there's battles sometimes against, uh, that we face that we don't often mark as battles, and those are battles against resentment in our life, Re- battles against bitterness in our life, battles against jealousy, depression, Um, and the list goes on and on of the battles that we face that we sometimes don't record down as, man, that was a battle, but boy, we, we can face some of those things and they're tough in life. And sometimes we battle against addictions and, and, and whether it's alcohol or or drugs, or, or overeating, or immoral behavior, or uh, laziness, things that we get, but just battles, fighting against laziness, fighting against, always in some form seem like of a battle. And every day that the sun rises, we have to, we have to battle this thing called temptation. And we're in those, those battles there at various kinds, and temptations to, to think, in our thinking mode, in our Christianity, and things that we say, and the, the, the wrongdoing that approaches us in life, and things that we can step into. And if you and I are going to take the initiative and, and step forward and fight those battles, it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage. And so the first thing that you need courage for is for the battles of life, the battles of life. 
And then the second thing that you need courage for is for quality of life, just to have a quality of life. Having admonished Joshua to be courageous going into the promised land, he said in the last part of verse 7 that I read to you, he said, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Everywhere you go, that, that, that I want you to prosper. God was not talking about financial here. He was not talking about material prosperity. He was talking about quality of life. He was saying, Joshua, uh, if you hope to be the man that God intended you to be and fulfill the purpose he has for you, you'll have to have courage to have the prospering that I want in your life, to have the quality of life that I want in your life. You're going to have to have courage. And that, that the same thing is true for you and I, that, that without courage, there is, there is no way we can know the fullness of life that God has for us, that God wants us to experience unless you and I square up and have courage in our life. And to be honest with you, be honest with you we, we, don't, we talk a lot about battles, we talk a lot about this and that in church, but we don't talk a lot about having courage for the battle. Just having courage. Thomas Carlyle said, the ultimate question posed by life is, will you be a hero or will you be a coward? Well, in other words, to experience life's highest and best, courage is, is not just important, it is absolutely necessary. If you're going to excel and be blessed financially in your businesses, or in your, in your career, you're going to have to have courage. If you're going to be, have any success in pastoral ministry, you're going to have to have courage. You're going to have to step out. I was uh, on the phone today with my buddy Michael Scobie, and I'm one of the overseers for Vibrant Church, and man, he's talking about something that's just going to cause him to have to really step out and be full of courage to take the land in a particular spot. Because if you're going to have success, oh, everybody can see the front layer of success, but what they don't see behind in your life is that there was courage to stand up and, and, and be, and be a, a fighter in the battle that comes against you. And to have quality of life, we've got to have courage. So it's necessary. So let me give you, I've told you this the last time I taught on courage a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to say it in a little different way, and that is the definition of courage is one of the Hebrews' words translated courage means to, to be sharp, to be strong, confirmed. You hear that? Sharp, confirmed. The Webster Dictionary says that courage is the mental or moral strength to venture, to persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So it's going to come against you, but you have this this wherewithal to, to take the land. And the New Testament Greek word for courage is tharsos, and it means this. It can be translated in confidence or boldness. So when you, when you, when you say, man, they've got courage, you're saying they've got, they've got a confidence. They've got a boldness. How many of you, how many of you would be, uh, and I'll raise my hand to, to, to start this off, but you would, you would say there's been seasons where you've lost your boldness. You've been seasoned where, where you lost your confidence. Is that all right? Maybe a, maybe a confidence in a relationship. A confidence in, in raising kids, dear Lord. I lost that and picked that up a few thousand times in life. 
a, 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 a confidence or, 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 or this, this ability to, man, you know, I, there's just sometimes that you feel like you, you, you don't have that. And, and, and we're calling that back out of this Wednesday night crowd tonight to step back firmly into the shoes that God has you wearing and for this season in life and step up there and square your shoulders back and say, I have courage in the name of Jesus Christ. I, uh, but the best way to understand the meaning of courage is for when we, you and I see it in action. It just like, it defines it for us. And we go, man, that is a man or a woman of courage. And such as when someone uh, rushes into a burning building. I, I uh, had the honor a few years ago of going to New York and, and uh, went through the 9-11 memorial. If you, if you get to go to New York, you, you have to do it. It's, it's, it's a day, day at the, one of the most, uh, most awesome spots to, 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 to stand and see so many heroes. And, and I, I, the toughest, one well, of the toughest parts for me, there's two very tough, I don't mean to go in, didn't mean to go in this, but I'm, I just came back from Boston, so I'm feeling very American right now. But, uh, but I, I, um, it was at that two, two spots that really rung out to me. And I mentioned this to Brandon being a firefighter was, and I don't know the terminology, but, but they have this, this thing on their, what? Pass device. Okay. And, it, and, and when the, the guy's down and he's not out, it starts beeping or something. And they can hear that at the central office. And, and, and man, there's this area you go through that, that this just, it's just, just solid beeps because all of the firefighters were, were down. And so many of them lost, and that was just like a call that came out that this many people, they, they, they had passed, and all they were getting was that responder. That's, that's, a, that's a tough moment. And the other moment is the standing in the spot where, where people just, just free-jumped in, in, in that moment, in that spot. And, but when I walked through that room, I, I saw the, the man with the red bandana, that man, and I've, I think I preached about him many years ago, but who, who saved so many lives that people say, I don't even know his name, but he had a, he had a red bandana. There was, there's so many heroic stories when everybody's going down the stairs and, and the firemen are coming up the stairs, just heroes. And when we see those things in action, we say, that is courage, my friend. That and that is the definition of courage when everybody's going down and the building's crumbling and they're going up to save people's lives. And those moments are, 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 are just jump out of them. Or, or, or there's an armed gunman and begins to, to shoot. And, and somebody, just like a few days ago, jumps on the guy, a, a kid. A, a kid jumps on him and lost his life and, and saved so many other people. The, the, this kid, just a kid. And a hero, a, a man who, who had courage and reports of such acts of bravery, bravery are wonderful and admirable and they make the news and we read about them in our museums and, and they're all incredible and they deserve to be and they're, they're awesome and they deserve to be in the news. But then there are other times when there's courage, just as much courage that's demonstrated but it, it doesn't make the news and and, and, it, and, and it probably should, but it kind of goes under life's radar. What, what am I talking about? It's the little child with cancer that, that, that bravely smiles as he faces another round of chemo, and he's just a child, and he's going through treatment, and, 
but he presses on with courage. Or, or, or the handicapped individual, and I, I've, I've watched so many of these people, even handicapped people in our church that, that, that stand up and forge forward and, 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 and go forward. It, it's, it's to me, the, and I don't know if she's here tonight, but I see Darren, but uh, yeah, I see, I see her. Debbie Lewis, who, and in fact, Debbie, your name came up on our trip, Adina and I. We're just honoring you because of the, the struggle and the, the physical battles that she goes through in life. And I would never try to embarrass Debbie, but she's a pretty bold, courageous person that would probably love me to, to use this as an example, not to lift her up, but for you to feel courage through. Uh, we were in one of our last groups just a few weeks ago, and, and, and Debbie fights lupus, and, and she, she passed out in our life group, and and Darren had to come pick her up, and my heart was broken for her. But let me tell you what courage looks like. Next week, she was back in our life group. Let me tell you why. Because people get hangnails and can't come to church. Are you with me? People have a little <clears throat> cough in their throat and can't come to church. And when I see that kind of courage come out of people, that's like somebody going up the stairs when everybody else is coming down, man. That is courage. And that's the kind of things that we don't often pat because to me that's a God-first responder. That's a person that says, I'm going to serve God no matter what comes against me, no matter how much embarrassment that I, I face in public. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to stand up against the pressures of life. Some of you, and I, I could call names, and I'm not going to embarrass you, but you have stood in the midst of so much conflict in your life, things that you didn't bring on yourself but that were brought on you, and yet you stood up, faced it, and you said, man, I'm going to make it through. And I want to tell you, and I'll reward you and honor you and put a pat on your back back and say, you have courage, my friend, you have courage. And, and you need to be patted on the back, and you need to let me know, if you're serving Jesus Christ, you are full of courage in this generation. Amen? And so we see courage in, in, in those kind of ways. And Carl W. Baker makes a statement, and, and you'll recognize a part of this statement, but it, it reads as this. It says, courage... This first part I had not heard of until I read this, but the other I know. But courage is armor. Courage is armor a blind man wears. That's, that's powerful words right there. And then he finishes it out. He says, courage is fear that said its prayers. Dude, I love that. Courage is fear that it said its prayers. Man, 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 man. And so... You may sometimes feel that you're living with a low-grade level of fear and discouragement. You know, discouragement, I really should spend one of these nights on encouragement, talking about discouragement, because it's the opposite of what we feel when we feel courage. We feel discouraged, and, and there's discouragement that comes upon us, and it drags us down, and we feel less than our best. And, and you even feel that you're living with a ton of this anxiety on your life through the discouragement that you're up. But God, God wants us to be courageous. And so he gives us the body, the thing called the church, that, that we're able to come in. And, and, and when I'm discouraged, Calvin's probably encouraged. Or when he's discouraged, I'm encouraged. And we lift our brother up and lift our sister up. And it's the power of the body of Christ. Isn't it a beautiful thing? I love, I love this thing that God made called the church. And Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and courageous. Turn around and, 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 and hit your neighbor and, or, or just touch your neighbor. 
and say, be strong. Say it with, here's what you got to say. Say, be strong and courageous. Now, now I want you to say it this time. I want you to say Deuteronomy 31, 6, like a warrior. Because you don't know what they're facing. You, don't, you, may, you may or may not know what they're facing. I want you to look at them and be, be the voice of God in their life and say, from the Word of God, say, be strong. And, and do, you, do you know the name of the person that's sitting next to you? Good. All right. Say, Kevin, be strong and correct. So turn around to the person next to you and just call their name out and speak into their life. Do you? Ready? Go for it. Somebody say, I receive that word. Because the greatest word you could ever have is a word from the word of God. And that's a word. That's a word to this generation. Be strong and courageous. Be strong. How many of you needed that right there tonight? That's why I'm telling you you need to receive it. Put it in your spirit. Whatever health thing you're going against, whatever you're, be strong and courageous. So let's talk about, for the next few minutes, and uh, talk about acquiring, acquiring courage. Let's talk about how, this, how to acquire courage. Or some, some just one, two, threes of acquiring courage. And I, don't, I want to I make it where it's, you can take something home with you here. So the Bible gives us the answer it has in, in, in several parts. And, and I want to start off by just, just saying this. One of the ways you acquire courage is by making a firm decision. Firm decision. Everybody say firm decision. Firm decision. So we have to decide. I have to decide. I have to make a decision to be courageous. You just, you just don't, you're just not sitting and wake up one morning and go, hey, man. Sure hope in my cup of java today there's some, a shot of courage. Or for Scott Popek, 14 shots of courage. You know, no, it doesn't happen like that. You have to make a decision. You have to decide to be courageous. And here's why I say that. Notice that when God told Joshua to be courageous, he wasn't asking, he was commanding him to be courageous. And and, and a command is an appeal to not primarily primarily to the emotions, but to the will. So God was saying, in fact, Joshua, I want you to make up in your mind. I want you to make up in your will that what, to do what I have told you to do. You've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. Now, you just turned around and told somebody to be strong and courageous. Now, why don't you turn back and say, but you've got to make a decision. You got to decide, and it's got to be a firm decision. When you know, when you when you know this, and you can stand on Joshua, you've got to make up your mind to do what I've told you, and then I will empower you. Listen to this: I will empower you to follow through. I will empower you, Joshua, to follow. But you have to make a decision to be courageous. See, I want, it, I want it flipped. I want the promise before the command. I want that God's going to come through, and I got that already in the bank, 
But he said it's up first that I am to step out and be courageous with my decision. And then he said, I'll back you up. If you'll get your will involved in the process and make a decision, I'll stand behind you to support you and see you through the process. Someone said this, and I think it's a great statement. He said, any dead fish can drift with the current. It takes a live fish to swim against it. Is that good? Y'all want it again? Because I should have put it on the screen. Any dead fish can drift with the current, but it takes a live fish to swim against it. Is anybody out there kind of kicking right now just a little bit? You've got life and you. Get courage. Stand back up. Go for it. The courage, uh, this, this is a great statement. The courage of the great English missionary, his name, pretty cool name, by the way, C.T. Studd. I mean, like, why didn't I get that name? That is the coolest name. Like, he's such a stud. I mean, everywhere you go. Okay, y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all didn't think that was funny? All right. Maybe I've been on vacation. But it's reflected in these lines that he wrote, this great missionary, early pioneer missionary in England. He said, man, listen to this. Listen to this courage come out of this. Some want to live within the sound of church or a chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Y'all want that one again? That's good stuff. You ready? He said, some want to live within the sound of church or a chapel bell. He said, I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. There is so much right there. You don't make that statement unless there is something within you that is so passionate. So passionate. So, firm decision. Make a decision. Can I just say this? If you're going to live for God, you've got to make a decision. You're not going to live for God and be a, you know, a pacifist. You're just, just floating along You've got to make a decision, dude. Don't, any, don't let anybody tell you being a Christian is like the easy way out. Christians have backbones. Christian that stands in the midst of what we're starting to see in our, in our world, people have backbones. People that are swimming against the, oh, there's all kind of dead fish float. But a live fish swims upstream going against the flow. Christians are, are painted in the corner like we've lost our ever-loving mind. But the problem is, is everybody's floating past us and they're dying. But i got to tell you something. I, I want courage to make a decision. I, 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 grandparents, um, parents, can I just tell you, you have got to help your children in the process Give them all the wisdom that you can to help them make some decisions to live for God. Is that all right? I mean, I mean, not not just floating along, but I mean, make a decision. Nobody, nobody walks through the halls of a high school and lives for God and walks away from drugs and walks away from sex and walk away and 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 does that without having a backbone and not, and, and without having courage. You've got to have courage. Everybody.
everybody's floating by. I hate to say it, I'm going to be strong with you. Everybody's having premarital sex. I mean, it's just normal. Even the good sinners that come in. I'm just trying to be honest with you. You know this. I'm just talking. But I'm just telling you, when you see when you see a student stand up and make a decision that I'm going to stand in the face, and by the way, all of you that have got condemnation off, just kick that mess out right now. But I'm just telling you right now that you can make a decision, even in the moment that you're making right now, you're up against some form of a decision. And maybe you didn't make the best one when you were in high school, or maybe the college you didn't make the best one, but you're faced with one right now. And I'm going to encourage you this, do the next right thing. Make a wise decision. Make a firm decision. Be righteous and holy with the decision that you make. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Can you do that? Come on, somebody needs to say this stuff. Amen? Somebody needs to say this stuff. We've got to stand firm. We've got to be what God called us to be. You can do it. You can be courageous. You can be courageous. Next is trust in God's presence. Trust in God's presence. Number two, in order to be courageous, we must always remember that if we're Christians, we're never alone. We're not by ourselves. We're not isolated and forsaken. We may feel that way at times, but we are not forsaken. We're not alone. When you know the Lord is present, you gain courage. Folks, when you read the Word of God and the stories of the Word of God, when they discover that God was on their side, dude, these people stood in the midst of the crazy fear and 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 were and had courage because they knew they were not alone. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing in the middle of about to go into the fiery furnace. I mean, folks, I mean, think about it for just a minute. It's a cute little story that we read and from Sunday school, but this is the real deal, dude. Like it's so hot that the people, the man that threw them in the fire loses his life. And they're feeling the heat of that. Put yourself there. Let your imagination wake up for a moment. Put yourself in that place. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, my God's coming through for me. But listen to this statement. But if not, yet will I serve him. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, that's like crazy courage. And what happens? They're in the fire. And there's one in the fire. That even the king looks out and says, there's a fourth one in the fire. He looks like the son of man. Can I just just tell you something? The son of God is in that moment touching them because they first stepped out on courage. They had to have that moment when they said, you know what? I made up in my mind. I made a decision. I'm going to serve God. And I trust that God's presence is with me. In the situation I go, that I'm going through. So you turn around and told them to make a firm decision. Now turn around and give them this promise. You've got to trust God that His presence is with you. Would you tell somebody, trust Him. His presence is with you. Dude, dude, listen. His presence is with you. I know, I know the kind of church we are. We're a spirit-filled presence church, and we're, we can get used to that. But it's big deal, people. It's a big deal that when you're in the middle of your battle, there's somebody standing with you in your battle. 
that you're in the middle of your pain, when you're in the middle of your situation, when you're in the middle of this financial or physical or whatever, God is with you in the battle. His presence is with you where you, where you are. The Lord is with you. His love will sustain you. He can, you can put your trust in Christ. Joshua 1, 5 through 6, God said to Joshua, Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. That, that, now, now, you read that and you go, well, that, that's, that's really sweet. That, that, that was spoken for Joshua Oh, come on, let's come over here to Hebrews, all right? Let's run over to Hebrews chapter 13, 5 through 6, and I think this will be on the screen for you. For he has said, this is this, is this bringing an end to the new, all right? For, I, for he said, I, come on, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the New Testament church so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. It's a New Testament promise into this day saying, hey, I'm telling you, I told them this in the Old Testament, but I got to tell you in the New Testament church, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm with you. Have courage. My presence is with you in the storm. Man. Second Chronicles 32, we read of how faithful King Hezekiah of Judah was. Listen to this. When we face with the threat of invasion and, and, and pillaging by the Assyrians, and he, he's upset, he's, he's nervous, and he, he assembled his officers and gave them this stirring challenge recorded in verses 7 through 8. And, and I, this is what's on screen for you. Listen, he says this. Man, he, folks, I mean, he's up against it. He's up against it. You ready? Here he is. Here comes Hezekiah. He goes, be strong and what? Do not be afraid or discouraged because the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than be with them. With him is only the arm of flesh. Listen to this. With him is only the arm of flesh. It's, it's this big. What you're seeing looks really big to you, but it's just an arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people, look, gain confidence from what Hezekiah the king of Judah said. Man, I love that. I love that. Be strong and courageous. It was, uh, it was in Westminster Abbey is the tomb of, of Sir John Lawrence who died in 1879. And he having served the British Empire with honor and distinction, often in the face of opposition and anger. Again, he wrote some words that i got to read to you, and you're going to want me to read these again. On his tombstone are these words on the tombstone of this, of this Sir John Lawrence. He said, he feared man so little because he feared God so much. Man. He knew that God was with him. He knew that the presence of God was with him. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Somebody needs to hear that. The presence of God is with you. I'm going to try to wrap this thing up. The next is number three. Remember 
your position. If you're going to acquire courage, you have to remember your position. I was, um, I, I really, of course, I, I'm a, I love America, but this week was an awesome opportunity for me and Dina to, to go, and we, we were in Boston, and I've never been to Boston, and so there's this particular thing in Boston that you want to do called the Freedom Trail. So we, we got our little, you know, iPhones out and got the app, and it said it was going to be a 90-minute journey that turned into six or seven hours and a 10-mile walk. The guy that did that in 90 minutes is like a sprinter from the Olympics. But it, it wore us out, but it was an amazing journey. And, and you go from one thing to the next, and all of these things I've heard about in history and growing up and being taught in school, and then you land on that spot, and, and everything's so old, and, and, and man, this is, and it, and it was so cool to be there Memorial Weekend. Just, you know, people are talking about World War I and World War II all over the Facebook, and I'm going, dude, I'm like back here at the American Revolution. This, this, is, this is a cool moment for me. And it was, it was on, we did that on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... It was uh, Memorial Day, and, and I, got to, I got to make some steps onto Bunker Hill. Y'all, y'all heard of Bunker Hill? No, maybe? Kind of? Yeah. Cool deal. Pretty, pretty cool deal. You might want to read up on that one. And, and, and stood, stood there at Bunker Hill, and you got to read about that and feel that emotion of those, those men as they begin to fall, fight for, 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 for liberty and the American Revolution and Dude, it was awesome, and you get to learn, and creativity gets to, to get to get to see that that moment in your mind, and what's going on in that setting, and on that hill. But notice what I said: it was a hill. It was Bunker Hill, and that's what stood out to me is that we're we are at a vantage point at Bunker Hill that we can look around, and you can see all around you. So you have you have the the best position. You have the best spot that if I'm in a battle, this is where I want to fight from. This is where I want to fight from because I can see the enemy coming. And I'm in a strong place because I'm in a high place. And they fought. It was, a, it was a, like an Alamo type deal. And they fought to the very bitter end. And they, they went down at Bunker Hill, but they destroyed so much of the uh, British forces that that it was one of the huge opportunities for us to ultimately win. And so Bunker Hill was this powerful moment. The largest monument we saw was there at Bunker Hill. But they fought from a high position. They knew their position. They remembered their position. And I began to think about this today and and I wrote down a statement that I, I hope makes sense to you. It, it may be just that I'm caught up in the moment of all this. But I wrote down, I am strong because I stand in a high place that I've already conquered. These, and I'll, I'll explain that. These men were strong because they were already there. The British were coming to them. They already were claiming that spot. The now Americans are claiming that spot. The revolutionists, the sons of liberty are already claiming this spot. They were already here. And the British were coming to them. 
But they had an ownership over that spot that gave them power. Can I just tell you something? From the spot that you are fighting now, I don't know where you are, feel like you are in life, but the spot where you're on, God's already given you ownership. And he's given you ownership from that spot to be able to be victorious from where you're at. And sometimes we're wanting to be there or there or there, but God's got you in a spot where you are at because he's got, there's a place of power there that he's wanting you to conquer and be victorious and give the devil, uh, as Brother Cecil Davis would say, a one-two punch. And knock the devil out. But you've got to have that position of power. And God's already given you that. And you see the place that God has you maybe as a place of weakness. But God says, I've already given you a place of power. That you can see the enemy coming from every side. And I love the statement. He said, before me, behind me, beside me. Y'all just saying about it. And my mind's going crazy with that. Because it's a bunker hill moment for me. That everywhere the devil's coming from, on every side, I've got the presence of God standing with me in that deal. Now what I have to do is remember my power position in God. You're a child of God. You're a, a child of the King. You have anointing. You have been born again. You have been filled with the Spirit. You're not just this flailing no one. You have an, an M16. That's probably something much more powerful than that, but that's the best I can do. You've got some great powerful thing about you that, that, that can destroy, but you've got to remember your position. Remember that you have power in God. A courage comes from recognizing your true position in Christ. You were born again for courage. Born again for courage. You were born for victory. You were born to overcome. Hear me when I tell you, I don't care what hell comes against you with. There is nothing worth losing your soul over. Come on, people. You got a hand clap for the Lord and His presence of God. There's nothing worth losing your soul over. Nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing worth losing your soul. You have to understand your position in Christ. Sure, hell's going to come against you. Hell hates you. There's fury against you. You're a child of the king. You're on the wrong camp. Consider the, the enemy considers you to be in the wrong camp. Hell comes against you, but you have courage in God. You have confidence in God. You have power in God. That you are, you are righteous, not because of what you do, but because of who you are in Christ. I have position in Christ. I'm going to just stop and say something. I am sick and tired of letting the devil run over us. Like we're some, you know, little little wimpy Christians. Man, when I read the Word of God, I hear power, authority, power in prayer, power in the name of Jesus Christ. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, the name that is above all the name ought to be on your lips every day. Is that all right? You ought to be speaking the name of Jesus and speaking against things that you come up against, speaking it in your household, speaking it over your disease. Why? That's more powerful than them standing on Bunker Hill crying out the sons of liberty are coming. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you that. You have the power of the name of Jesus. He's already been to the hill, won the battle, and he's come back and he's bringing you along with him. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Man, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm refreshed. And according to Proverbs 28 and 1, listen to this. The righteous, oh, this, this, this word right here. This, this, listen to this, Proverbs 28. The righteous are as bold as a lion. If it wasn't too dumb, I'd have you stand up and roar. Yes. Just getting that about you. I'm going to get through this. I understand my position in God. I know who I am. And you've got to get ready to roar. Get ready to roar in victory. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I wrap it up right here. You ready? Would you all stand with me? That will help me real good. Here we go. Ready? Say it with me, but oh, don't, don't, don't give, don't give me no, don't give me no golf, you know, like you're at the golf course and the guy's about to hit and you got to whisper it. No. Come on, come on out with it. You ready? Get courage, get boldness, get power, get authority to close this sermon out with this. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Let's go. For God has not given us Can you lift your hands and praise God for that? There's authority, there's a power in that. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So you got to let your spirit roar again. Let your spirit have courage again. Let your spirit have authority again. Amen? Amen. So, let's close it out like this. I want you to just to grab somebody's hand around you. Don't pray for yourself. Pray for courage. Courage. Listen to this. Listen to this. Before you do this, I'm eat up with a lot of American stuff right now, but forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'll be over it. Uh, not over being American, but over all my stories. No, I won't. I love all this stuff. I walked this week into the, the graveyard in Boston from, from some people buried in the 1600s. Graveyard full of people. I walked in there and I stood, I stood at Paul Revere's gravestone. Dude, do you know Paul, like y'all, y'all know him? He's a pretty cool dude, you know? Rode through the, the countryside at 12 and put the lantern in the, in the top of the church. Got his horse ready when he got there. From Man, can y'all see all that? Dude, I see some paintings coming somewhere. And, and, and. And 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 all the and there's courage and he's and he's crying out. Redcoats are coming and he, there's this courage. Now it's, it doesn't sound that like courageous for us, but if they're caught, they're dead men. And I stood in the whoa. It's courage. I stood in the graveyard of. Of, of Paul Revere. I stood in the graveyard, John Hancock, and, and, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. And, and, and who else did we see, Dana? Oh, you got to help me remember. Robert Payne, Samuel Adams. Samuel, yeah, that's a guy. That's not a beer. That's a, that's a, <laughs> he's a signer of the Declaration. Of, oh, you are holding hands, but you look cute. Just stay with there just a minute. And these people are all people that I'm talking about in 2019 because of what? Come on, what? 
courage. What will the next generation of the church talk about us about? Will we take the land? Will we absolutely cover this entire area, not giving a flip about what anybody says about us? Who makes fun of us? Who discounts us? Who eliminates us? Oh, they're this or that. Stand up and say, I take courage. Because we will come and we will go, but the next generation will be affected by what we do. Raise the hand that you've got and just pray courage on them. Would you do that? Pray courage on them. God, we boldly, boldly, boldly come before you with all power and all confidence and all authority in the name of Jesus. God, we call on the name of Jesus. God, it's not us and ourselves that we feel like we're strong, but we're strong because of our position in Christ. We're strong because we're born again, God. The old man is dead, and behold, the new man has, has life. God, we're not, we're not standing here as men of perfection, but we're standing here, God, understanding that we have power through you, through our faults and our failures to keep standing, to keep moving, to keep taking the land, to keep taking the heel in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen? It is a necessity to have courage. Amen? Necessity to have courage.